I'm Lois Jeffers, and this is Lead with Lois, a podcast all about leadership. In each episode, I examine what it means to lead yourself and others effectively. Over the years, my personal and work experience have taught me that self-leadership is integral to career fulfillment, transformational organizational leadership, and driving equity and inclusion in the workplace. In short, to be a great leader, you have to start by leading yourself. Join me as I explore the power of self-leadership, and together, we'll learn how to unlock and maximize our leadership potential. Welcome back to another episode of Lead with Lois. I am here to continue my interlude series on leadership in times of crisis, particularly crises relating to racially motivated incidents and tragedies. So I've done two prior episodes on this topic. The first episode covered self-care in times of tragedy. The second episode, I talked a little bit about how leaders can prepare to provide support to community members who are impacted by social justice uh, tragedies or events. So in today's episode, I'll be getting a little bit more practical and providing advice around the conversations that leaders take up after racially motivated events and tragedies. So in this episode, I'll be covering a couple of topics. First, I'll share general reminders that you should be thinking about as a leader uh, before you show up for support. Second, I'll be sharing some tips on how you can show up during the conversations, right? Really thinking about best practices and how you are holding yourself uh, to be uh, authentic and intentional in those conversations. I'll also share types of support that you may think about offering. So what types of Uh, conversations do you want to engage in? One-on-one conversations, team conversations. And finally, I'll share some of my thoughts on how you actually might approach one-on-one conversations as well as team conversations. So as we step back and think about all the tragedies and events that have happened over the year, I've said this a couple of times, I really think that leaders play a vital role in establishing a sense of belonging and psychological safety for team members. So leaders have an opportunity to lean in and exhibit what I call inclusive listening practices uh, to help those who are most impacted by these events, but also their teams at large. So that everyone on their team uh, can really feel seen, appreciated, and supported. The first thing I want to emphasize is that there are a couple of reminders that leaders should be thinking about before uh, getting into these conversations. So first, don't make assumptions about an individual's race or identity. That happens so often. I, I it, It's actually quite shocking and surprising to me. So really be thoughtful and, and tread cautiously about uh, misidentifying folks. Second, you don't want to assume that everyone in a demographic group or community group is experiencing an event the same way. Remember, uh, groups are not monolithic, right? There are so many different experiences and um, ways of, of, of living or experiencing life that may impact how folks react to Uh, these events or impact whether they actually even want to talk about these events. So really just being mindful of that. Then also, I've said this a couple of times and I'll I'll keep reiterating it because I think it's an important point. Don't place the burden on those most impacted to educate. So I'll say that again. 
Don't place the burden on the most impacted to educate. And finally, really, as a leader, your goal is to show up authentically and intentionally. So being mindful about how you connect with community members, uh, for example, that you don't have existing relationships with. Hey y'all, I hope you're enjoying the content so far. I wanna take a moment to introduce you to my executive coaching practice, Lois Jeffers Executive Coaching. As a coach, I work one-on-one with professionals seeking clarity and direction in their career and with professionals who wanna build more inclusive and equitable workplaces. I know that choosing a coach is a very personal decision, but with over 15 years experience in coaching, consulting, diversity, equity, and inclusion, as well as organizational psychology, I can confidently say I know what I'm doing. But more importantly, I wanna help you figure out what you're doing. What does it look like to work with me? It's a non-judgmental, reflective, and action-oriented journey grounded in evidence-based practices. So if you're seeking to drive change in your career and workplace, go to www.loisjeffers.com and book your free discovery call with me today. So during these conversations, what are some general considerations you should be thinking about? First and foremost, it is really imperative that you set a supportive tone at the beginning of the conversation. So signaling to your to the individuals you are speaking with that you're really here to just listen and discuss the world as that individual experiences it. So it is not about you in that moment. It is about the individual you are speaking with. Second, listen, truly listen. It seems so simple, right? Uh, but yet I find in these types of conversations, there's a tendency to try to explain away uh, someone's experience Whereas a leader's role is to just listen in these conversations. So it's all about acknowledging what the individual is saying, how they might be feeling, also resisting the urge to relate. Again, it's not about you. It is about practicing compassionate listening and curiosity. And I've said this before, but don't don't force a conversation. Be thoughtful when checking in with individuals on sensitive uh, topics, right? Because not everyone actually wants to talk about these things. Uh, these events that are happening uh, in our external environments. Okay, so now that we talked about some general tips and considerations, what types of outreach should you be engaging in as a leader? I'd like to start first by talking about different types of one-on-one outreach, because I think that's a really important component in showing support for individuals who might be impacted by these events. So one type, uh, there are three types of one-on-one support that I would encourage leaders to consider. First, uh, first, utilizing existing one-on-one meetings. Second, you might consider proactively reaching out. And third, you might also set up optional office hours. So let's take a look at the first one, uh, utilizing existing one-on-one meetings. So this is really an opportunity for you to acknowledge the event and offer support. The second one-on-one outreach option is considering proactively reaching out, right? So that means proactively reaching out to community members on your team who you have an existing relationship with. And let me repeat that. If you're going to proactively reach out, it is probably in your best interest to do so with folks who you have an existing relationship with or you risk showing up as inauthentic. 
And if you do choose to reach out, you want to do so in a timely manner. So reaching out within 24 to 72 hours of an event. Finally, setting up optional office hours for community members on your team who may need additional support. I think this is such a great way of signaling your uh, interest in being there and showing support, but it's also important for you to signal that signing up for office hours is not required. So now that we've talked about some general considerations, the type of one-on-one support that you might offer, how might you actually structure or approach these conversations, right? I think that is probably the more difficult part of this for many of our leaders. I'm gonna walk through a couple of, of my thoughts. So let's say that a, an individual reaches out to you for support. What do you do, right? Well, I think a couple of simple things. First, thank them for reaching out to you, right? I think it is important for you to uh, acknowledge that something has occurred, an event or tragedy, and signal that you are aware that these events may place an additional burden on this individual. You also want to acknowledge that while you may not be an expert, you are here to support that individual. So the bulk of the meeting or that conversation is really about you giving time or space for that individual to share. So this is about practicing empathy. So again, refraining from invalidating their feelings. Let's say the individual shares a specific experience. You don't want to try to explain it or normalize it. It's also not an invitation for you to single out or place the educational burden on that individual. You're there to support. So the latter part of that conversation is again reiterating, I'm here to support you. You want to use language that signals that you see them, you hear them, you believe in them, but you also may want to share resources that may be relevant and appropriate uh, to that individual. You also, at the end of this conversation, you want to thank the individual for their honesty and vulnerability, right? You are showing appreciation for how difficult it might be for this individual to be vulnerable in conversations like this. Uh, And also sharing that, you know, let's stay in touch. Let me know if you'd like to meet again and following up on uh, anything that came out of that conversation. Another type of conversation that may occur is a check-in during a regularly scheduled one-on-one. So let's say that you have an individual on your team, you meet with them regularly, weekly, they're a member of a community that has been impacted by a uh, event or tragedy. You know, there may be an opportunity here for you to acknowledge the event and show your support. But I also want you to tread cautiously. Be cautious. Don't make assumptions about the individual's identity or desire to engage in a conversation. So you may want to start the conversation uh, by simply saying, I know that X event has occurred. Would you like some space to do a check-in or would you like to jump into our topic at hand? Right? So you are creating space for that individual to share their experience, uh, to process their emotions, but you're also saying it's okay if we don't talk about it in this conversation. So you are letting the individual know uh, that your objective is just to offer private time to discuss how they're doing, to answer any questions they might have, but you're also letting them know that it's okay to not share. And you also may wanna say, 
if you are not comfortable speaking about this topic now, I'm available at a later point. I think it's also important to uh, encourage the individual to take whatever time they need to process what's happening and also to prioritize your well-being. Okay, so that's a second scenario. Third scenario is a one-on-one meeting that you schedule through Proactive Outreach. Remember what I said earlier, be cautious, don't make assumptions about someone's identity or desire to engage in a conversation. And you also need to be mindful about reaching out to folks who you don't have an existing relationship with. So let's say you've reached out to someone you have an existing relationship with, and you are also confident that you know their identity. So again, you want to start the conversation uh, by sharing the objective of the meeting. I wanted to set this meeting up because I know that XYZ event has happened. I want to create a space for you to discuss how you're doing. Again, letting them know if you don't want to talk about it in this time, that's okay. Uh, If you need time to process and think about this, please know that I'm here for you at a later point. So you are acknowledging the event. You're acknowledging that they may not want to speak about the event and their experience, emotions in this moment. But you also want to acknowledge that these events can bring up so many different emotions, right? Such as anger and anxiety and grief. And it might be difficult to be vulnerable in this moment. Let the individual know that you are committed to supporting them and encourage them, as I said earlier, to take whatever time they need to process what's happening and prioritize their well-being. Okay, so those scenarios, the scenarios I just shared are really about one-on-one outreach. What about team support? As a leader, how do you bring this conversation to light in a team scenario? So I think some very simple advice. If you have an existing team meeting that is occurring uh, very close to a recent event, take the time in that meeting to acknowledge the event. I think that is really important. Uh, So you may wanna take time at the top of the meeting to say something like, I know that this event has happened. I know that this uh, members of this community may be uniquely impacted by this event. And also share that I know that these topics bring up difficult emotions, uh, and that's that's to be expected, and it's okay. As a leader, as a team, it's important now more than ever that we remain committed to supporting each other. It's also an op- opportunity in that team meeting to signal that as a leader, I'm here to support each of you, and I hope that you'll take the opportunity to show up for each other during this time. So very simple words about support, but you are signaling that you are aware of the impact this event might have and others in the community and the team, and you are committed as a leader uh, to supporting the well-being of these individuals and your team. So I think that's a really important thing that leaders need to do during these times. Okay, so that's all I have for tips at this time. I hope that you find these tips really helpful. Uh, I know that these conversations are tough and leaders are having to be more intentional and uh, purposeful about having these conversations given the times that we're in. Uh, These events will continue to happen. So I certainly do wanna encourage leaders to continue to upscale and build their capability Uh, around having these conversations, uh, taking the time to understand the different experiences, the lived experiences of 
individuals on their teams from different communities because that's going to be an important element in helping you to show up authentically in these conversations. Uh, so, you know, as leaders, I, I want to continue to encourage you to be intentional uh, and authentic and to just show up. Uh, that's what your, your, your team members need and want. And uh, I hope that you'll continue to, to do so. Thank you all for listening and I'll see you next time. Thanks for joining me this week on Lead with Lois. Make sure to visit my website, www.loisjeffers.com, where you can listen to past Lead with Lois episodes and learn more about my executive coaching programs. You can also keep up with me on Instagram by following at Lead with Lois. Join me next week for all things leadership and remember to look and lead inward.